I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast. All right. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. We are in week two of Jen not feeling well. Yes. My voice was completely gone Friday and Saturday. Never completely lost it before. We are grateful that it's back. But again, apologies if I have to cough off mic or something squeaks and doesn't come out right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, during this episode, there are, there were one or two moments when you laughed or you went like, woohoo, but it didn't sound like woohoo. It <laughs> no. sounded like, woohoo. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make do. We were considering your voice is good today, but if it was like, it was a couple days ago. We were considering like a guest host or me. Doing we had this contingency alone. plans. So, um, but thankfully that doesn't have to be the case. Uh, but we will try to keep this episode relatively short so that you do still have a voice at the end of it. All right. You know, it's interesting at the end of last episode mm-hmm. when they said next time on survivor, next time on survivor. That's how they say it. Um, that's how Jeff says it. Right. That's they, um, he is they, he runs the whole show. He's the almighty in Survivor. Kinda. He's the host and the EP. It's like true. he's, you know, he's I think he's gonna do okay. But I really thought this episode was gonna be boring. Really? Yeah. It made reference to, hey, there's a challenge where someone spins and they get dizzy. That's and then true. Uh, hey, a medical gets called in. And medical is exciting to a certain extent. But even then I didn't think anything was gonna I didn't think anybody was gonna get pulled. We did um, predict it would be another filler episode. Right. Like last yeah. episode. And it really wasn't. Um, and even la- and last episode, I will say this, both last episode and this episode have developments. Yes. Really, to me, really interesting social developments. Yes. In both cases, we have people flipping on their original tribe. Mm-hmm. And that is always exciting to me. And then we had, you know, somebody found an idol today. Good challenges interesting social dynamics so even as filler episodes the last couple have been pretty good now cc going is not that big of a deal figgy going is a big deal true and so or more interesting it's definitely more interesting but i think that will have more shock waves sure uh, you know when when the tribes meet next week and, and everyone they sees see. that figgy is gone mm-hmm you know, I'm a, I'm particularly interested to see, for a number of reasons, how Michaela responds. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see how Michelle responds. Yeah. She might actually be relieved after Figgy outed their alliance right. today. Yeah. Oh, I, I think have... it was just in general, seeing last episode and this one, a great decision to split them into three tribes instead of two. More yeah. is happening. Yeah, I think so. Um, there is an element... As we said last week, when you split them into three, there's really nowhere for anybody to hide. So, like, for example, this episode, Adam has nowhere to hide. Not that anybody's going after him, but, like, when you've got five and it's two versus two, there's instant drama. Absolutely. I do think Will is still hiding. We we don't see a single (laughs) confessional. Yeah. Or... Yeah, he, I'm, even he, even if he was standing there while Adam or while Jay found the idol, yeah, there wasn't really anything and, to it. And we keep he keeps finding himself on winning tribes, right? And so there is that. Um, maybe so does Michaela, winning. but she's hilarious. 
Well, yeah, and he also has not because uh, he's still young. He still needs to de- develop a personality. Um, <laughs> not to imply he doesn't have one, but he needs to. Do you think you have a distinctly different personality from when you were eighteen? No, exactly. But it's you know that's different. <laughs> I'm I acted like this since I was in fourth grade. That's Don't you think they- everyone does though? Is my point. Maybe. Oh my gosh! What if they did child survivor? I think that's illegal. Um, I what don't if they think got you're... parental permission? I'm not talking like eight year olds. Like, what if 14, 15 year olds? That would be insufferable to watch, though. That would be one of the most horrendous experiences but for I, the viewer. I just wonder if the same sorts of things would happen. I think they would be so good at the social game. I don't think so. I think when you're 14, 15, you're still trying to square your emotional life with your intellectual life. And it really is a tug of war between the two. I think it really depends on where your brain is at. Mm Because when you're a toddler, it turns to mush again and something redevelops. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens when you're a teenager. That's That's why toddlers and teenagers do very irrational things. I can't remember what the thing is, but it's like scientific. Part of your brain mushes all up and it redevelops. That's a scientific That's term a scientific for it. That's a scientific term, yeah. yeah. Um, but if it happened before that, their emotions might not take over. But if it was during the mushed up period. Oh, so much drama. Bedlam. Um, mm, good word use. Bedlam. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> talk about that off mic. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> sorry to derail us. It's okay. Um, all right. So I guess I'm not sure exactly how to structure the episode. There were no real reactions. There was to no CC. reaction to CC going. No. The four felt close yep. together. Um, and so uh, I think there was immediately a challenge. Uh, it was a reward. Thrilled challenge. that there was reward and immunity challenges. Right. I'm always a fan of that. Yeah. And they still managed to get some some good social and strategic stuff in there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to use the whole episode for socializing. Although last episode was a swap. And so you do need to devote more time to that. But yeah, I I like two challenges because it just, because as we've said before, even in a challenge, personalities come out definitely in that social dynamics did. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely in the, uh, immunity challenge, uh, this week. Well, I guess there were, I mean, we didn't talk about there weren't reactions within the tribe coming back from tribal with CC gone, but there was the reaction right. at the beginning of the reward challenge, you know, from right. Biggie. Glad it wasn't Michelle outed that. I'm glad we got to see then the sub reaction to that from that tribe when they went back to their camp mm-hmm. after the challenge. That was interesting. Uh, what specifically do you mean? Just them joking around about it. Like, man, she really outed you and Zeke's reaction to that. Like, hmm, Michelle's really dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, that's a total flip for him because he, he was coming back from, uh, tribal thinking like, we just managed to convince two Gen Xers to vote out one of their own on the only tribe they had a numbers advantage. So he's still thinking in terms of Gen X versus millennials. Right. And in that moment, I think he realized, oh, yeah, I can't think like that anymore because what with this swap, I think I forgot that there was this tight four 
that could probably manipulate other people. That I was I've, blindsided and I was on the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's easy to forget that uh, in the moment, but uh, he resets very well. He does in this game. Yeah, I think he's a, a fairly adaptable person, and I think he's able to read the room really well. I think he's able to, all right, I know, okay, I can just talk about Oklahoma with Chris. I can talk about, as we, as you and I predicted we last predicted, week. predicted. I was and, so excited to see this come to fruition. Yeah, even though it, we haven't officially seen it yet, but as the preview right. suggests, that he and, and David are going to come together, which makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely. Those two seem like... That's what I'm saying. Oklahoma only gets you so far. Right. No, Oklahoma, that's that's the thing you choose when it's like, all right, I need something. But then now that you're settled in a little bit more, right. he sees Dave and he says, now there's someone I can work with, someone right. like me, the me on his own tribe. Right. Um, and I yeah. mean, he said from the get-go, I'm one of the older millennials. I don't really fit in here. Yeah. So he's definitely someone that could benefit from switching. It's interesting. I just think thought of this. It might be obviously, it might be obvious to you. But that both Zeke and Adam are doing that on their tribes. Oh, and sure. they were the two A smartest and B on the bottom players. Yeah. Yeah. And they it'll be interesting once the merge comes along to see if the two of them meet back meet up. Because I think they could. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. They're both very good strategic players and just if you there know, was an Adam, Zeke, David, Ken situation. Let's get some Chris in there too, just for some muscle. Sure. Um, do you think he could work with Ken? Sure. I don't see why not. I think he's a fairly adaptable guy too. I think he understands. I think getting Paul out of there has definitely shifted that dynamic enough. Yeah. Um, although I will say that, you know, next week it'll be interesting because I think Adam is going to be in the hot seat, like not merely from Taylor, but once again, once the tribes meet back up, people are immediately going to realize, well, obviously Adam flipped. Yeah. And, and he's not going to have any opportunity to explain. Right. But at the same time, like he... Zeke might be happy about it, though. I think Zeke will totally understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has Ken and David as a function of Ken, but also as a function of Zeke. Michaela he might has, be happy about it. Yeah, Jessica. Like, there's a lot... Um, Enough people Yeah, will be okay with it. Who will be mad? Jay? Michelle? Who cares? Right. Um and Michelle might not be because she, she might have. Yeah, a tar- she Figgy put a target. target on her back, and then with Fig- and either Figgy or Michelle had to be gone. Yeah, Figgy's gone. Michelle's target is gone. Yeah, free you agent. Know, she could be seen as a free agent, which could be very good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and let's let's talk about Michelle a little bit uh, as we go into the uh, reward challenge. Um, why, oh why, was Chris not the caller? Yeah, he I turned know. into the caller. We yeah. said it from the get go. We couldn't hear her. We, if yeah. we can't hear her and she's mic'd, there's no way that David could hear she her. She was screaming fairly loud, but also on top of everything else, David seemed to not really. He seemed to be in a mode where he just was not understanding things. Like when, when even Chris is saying like turn right, and he just starts walking straight. I'm wondering if we couldn't hear them and just thought, well, I'm going to keep walking and try. Yeah. Um, and he I got there know. eventually, which is nice, but he got somewhere. He did not get to where they were originally sending him. Right. Yes. Um, but he got where he needed to go eventually and got his pieces. I think he got different pieces. No, no. He, were they he sending got, him to the thing to, to pull the rope? I yeah. don't think so. No, he, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that was his station. Oh, okay. Um, 
And at least I think so. Either way, they got all their pieces. And then exactly. it is kind and of amazing. came from behind. Yeah. And they actually, they didn't even come in second. They came in first. You know, to direct somebody like where to put puzzle pieces and there's no sense of feeling on the pieces. It's no, just that's the one you're holding, move to the left, move up. That's crazy. And she was able to do it, which is astonishing to me. What I thought was interesting is that the blind person was still in the way of the caller. They weren't standing on the other side of the table. I would have had them. That is true. Yes. Stand in a position where they weren't blocking the puzzle from my view at all. And for the, and no matter how high you, you get the collar, like they're still going to be in the way because they'll be over it and stuff like that. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, but yeah, so good for them. They got, uh, their reward and then we see, but milk. Oh, we saw no adverse effects from that reward, but man, I would have steered clear of the milk. Who was, I think it was Will that was excited for milk and he wound up not getting any, but, uh, Oh, cause he didn't win that one. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, I recognize that in that situation, in a starvation situation, any number of things could sound good. But I mean, I have to, I can't imagine being like, oh, it's 110 degrees. You know what I could use is some milk. Like that sounds crazy to me. When I was little and I wake up in the middle of the night, I would go downstairs and have a huge glass of milk. I wouldn't drink water. I mean, I'm not a fan of water either. I'm pretty lactose intolerant now, so I would never, Yeah, that's. I true. don't drink any milk at all, but it's one of my favorite, uh, jokes in the movie Anchorman is when we've seen, we, we see the character of Ron Burgundy, he's on a downward spiral and he's walking down the street in his suit. He clearly it's hot and he clearly has not showered in a while and he's just like grizzled and stuff like that. And, um, and he's drinking milk. And it's clearly very hot. And he goes, ugh, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> and it would, and it's uh, one of the reasons I found it funny. It was because, like, why would he be drinking milk? It's hot out. And then he immediately calls attention to it. So, yes, don't bring don't bring any kind of lactose into yeah. Survivor. It sounds gross. No dairy. Yeah. I guess I recognize that there are cookies there, but come on. Um, yeah, it goes with the cookies. It's interesting with- that the youngest person was excited for the milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes look kind of like a Boy Scout. Um, but uh, but yeah, so then they go back, and then on the Green Tribe, Jay and Will go looking for the idol. They find it together, which is, say, Jay finds it, and, you know, uh, it is officially Jay's, but because Will knows it, you know, and then Michaela very abruptly upon knows it. it. Hey, what you got there? Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so excited that she's coming yeah. back. And we got it. You know, here's here's something that I enjoy uh, about somebody like Jay to go back to him briefly. And then we'll get to Michaela in a moment. Absolutely. Um, he, you know, he's one of the cool kids. He's a, you know, like a like a good looking guy. He seems like, well, he's he's in with the good looking people <laughs> and he's in good shape and all that sort of things. Um, long hair, don't care. Uh, yeah. Just like tails. But, you know, the first off, we got a nice, got a nice uh, confessional from him about not having a father and having to take care of his mom and his sister. Like, that's a really... That was very you know, sweet. It's always interesting when you find out more about somebody's yeah. life and you realize like, oh, that doesn't sound like that great of a life. Um, 
and that he did pretty well given, you know, given the circumstances. But then on top of that, when he got the idol and he immediately starts making reference like the survivor music and can mimic it. There's just something about cool kid or nerd. I don't care if somebody shows that they know the show because when you go, when you look back on old seasons like the mid seasons you got people that were recruited i don't know if they recruit anymore i think at this point everybody on the show no they've gotten to a meta part of the show where everybody on it okay. knows it really well but this is particularly sweet and so endearing because they don't play <laughs> the theme song when someone finds an idol not the theme song they play the the someone found an idol little it's like it's 10 seconds of music if that and I guess I never noticed it before. I always noticed it, but I, if you ask, if you ask me, like, "Hey, hum that music," I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it, and he knew it immediately. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I guess I don't know. Maybe when you're in that situation, you're just and you're doing your, your little so survivor sensory. checklist, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're just like, "Oh wow, I get that moment." Yeah, they're gonna play that music. I yeah. gotta remember that music. Um, and so it's just it's always nice when people know uh, know the game. Um, because it means they're going to play it as hard as they can. They might they they might make mistakes, but uh, and and this goes back to you know even when the cool kids were together and you had figtails as they called themselves, oh which gosh. made me want to throw up. And then you had Michelle and Jay. When you had that, foursome, I really thought there was nothing more that could make me want to vomit into my mouth. And then that happened. Yeah, it's uh, and we'll get to their their big reveal <laughs> in a moment, but. Uh, but even when the, those four, uh, you know, with, with Jay and Michelle as well, uh, when those four were together, I remember thinking like, Michelle is smarter than than uh, it would first appear. And Jay is also smarter. Like, Figgy and Tails are as smart as they would appear. Um, yeah. But the other two, I feel like, are, are genuine players. And I think they could do very well. And I think Jay's, I think he's obviously going to go far in the game as an, as an idol almost always guarantees you. Definitely. How did you feel about Michelle's claim to truth? Good doing well in this game though. Was that a smart move? Yeah, I think, I think it's fine whether she means it or not is another Mm -hmm. issue, but it's, you know, there, I, I think I mentioned last week that I just rewatched while I was working, I just rewatched Gabon and a similar answer was given by Randy in which he said, you know, there's, I I can only ever be me and I'm going to say what I, what I say. And, you know, there are good things and bad things to that. Good, the good thing is that everybody knows what I mean. The bad thing is that everybody knows what I mean, you know. And so. Uh, he's a fascinating player. He sure is. Boy, I could. And and when he's on, he was recently on Rob Sesternino's show. And like, mm-hmm. and listening to him talk about Survivor is so fascinating because he is like an in-depth analyst. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, being seen as like an advocate for truth uh, is, I think, not a bad image. Sure. As long as you understand, as long as you are willing to <laughs> covertly shed that when you need to, and I think Michelle is. Um, but uh, so um, let's see. Oh yeah, that so was Ma- Jay. Back so, to Michaela. So Michaela. Uh, yeah, she's just. She makes a choice later on, uh, and since we're going like person by person, obviously we're not going to co- cover all of them. No. But we spent more time on Will than I expected. <laughs> um, 
she her, she made an interesting move during the immunity challenge. I wasn't sure if that was a good idea or not. I mean, I thought it was a terrible idea, but I'm on the fence now. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, it comes from a place of comfort, like, well, we have the numbers and let's try to keep having the numbers. I think it comes from a place of arrogance, too, like we just won. Yeah, but it could also come from a place of solidarity where she she basically communicated to every millennial. Yeah, we're still... I'm with... We are still together if we want to be. Yeah. Um, and I know that when the millennials were together, she was kind of a, a problem. And so by doing what she did, she's saying, like, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm with this team. Um, but at the same right, time, she redeemed the move. She did. It was a good. It, it was, was a, a good, good use of Jeff. Yeah. And I it was a so. good use of tails pointing out. Yeah. It's like, well, what why? about us? Yeah. It's like you've got three you've got to three two. of you, man. Yeah. If you guys, you know, what is it like? If you guys can't pull together, you deserve to be voted out. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. And then real quick, I was looking at some online, not theories, but some discussion that, uh, well, Michaela never really liked Figgy. Right. And maybe this was her way. Maybe she had an official answer, but maybe secretly she's like, I want to put Figgy in the, in the chance. I want to give her the chance to get. Oh, no, totally. Out. And I thought she was blatantly doing that oh, really? by helping the other team. Interesting. Her okay. answer walked her back and gave her a noble reason. Yeah. Oh, it's a perfect answer. It's an answer that it was absolutely spot on. It'll hold up in court that answer. Even with a little sting at the end of if you guys can't figure your ish out, then you deserve to go home. Yeah. That's a little bit of a sting. But even within that, it's still like, come on, you it's easy for you. Just vote out right. Jessica Ken. Yeah. It's a it's a it's like a, a loving I don't know. It's like tough love in that moment. Like, hey, we're helping the whole team this, here. Yeah. And now it's up to you guys. Um, so she made a very interesting move. She seemed to make it alone. Uh, but it's hard to know. Maybe they discussed it ahead of time. Or maybe in the moment. Um, some of the other millennials on her tribe said... She's definitely impulsive. I could see it. Yeah, I think so. Um, so it remains to be seen how that... Because what she also communicated is to all of the Gen Xers is, I'm not going to work with you. Right. Or at least gives the impression of that. Right. Which could really bite her, especially when they see that, oh, we're down one millennial now. Uh, or at least one more. It's still... The numbers are still on the millennials' right. side, but still. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but she's just such a fun, fascinating character. And she does well physically. She's so great at the puzzles. She always pulls it out in the end for her tribe. Who was yeah. it, Brett, that like hugged her and said, There's nothing you can't do? Yeah. On her tribe. That arrogance probably also got a little to her head and she felt like she was in the safe place yeah. to chime in on the other tribes. But then she gives amazing confessionals. She's yeah. friggin' hilarious. Side note, I'm keeping an eye on Brett. He, he is <laughs> on one hand. He and Will definitely are the the people who have the least coverage so far. Right. But what I've been seeing of Brett is, oh, Hannah's not feeling well. He holds her hand. He tries to comfort her. That's a millennial. Michaela, they win the challenge. He hugs Michaela and says, there's nothing you can't. He's setting himself up as, if not a father figure, at least an older brother. Sure. The encouraging older brother that you just like to have around. And I'm interested to see if that will pay off in any meaningful way. He's not a physical threat like Chris is. Right. 
He's right. putting himself in a good position. Yeah. Um, he's, he's in a good position anyway, but it's almost like, well, since we're not, he's not in the sense that if that tribe loses, he's still a minority. Right. He and Sunday are screwed. So I think there's an element to him of, and Sunday. Oh, we've heard even less from her. We well, heard and Sun- and Sunday was position. connecting with Hannah as well. Right. You know, I think both of them recognize like we got to, okay, we found not a weakness, but we find someone in a state of weakness. They're going to be. The, you know, Hannah could be happy to to connect with anybody that listens at that point. So there's something with Brett and... Real quick, sorry for the crunch. Yeah. That was so, my cough drop. Yeah, Jen is uh, second on a cough drop. And when, uh, <laughs> when, when I said, oh, but don't try not to chew on it. Uh, and... You said, well, what should I do? And I said, well, just suck it until until it's gone. And your answer was? That's sharp. They get sharp. They get sharp. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know what? I totally understand. I feel like you could murder somebody with a candy cane if you uh, suck it long enough. Absolutely. Um, no more Jolly Ranchers for me. They chop up my tongue. Jolly Ranch? I haven't had a Jolly... Okay. Sorry. Okay. That's a tangent. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so I think the thing about Brett and Sunday is I think when you are on a winning tribe you have the option of either sitting back and saying, hey, I'm not going home. Everything's fine. Or you can recognize that the opportunity to vote you out is going to come up eventually, either in this tribe or in the merge. So you might, so from a place of solidarity, because everybody feels good when you're winning, from a place of solidarity, like let's really start working on people. Let's utilize these next few days. Absolutely. I have and, three more days to work. Yeah, and I think both Brett and Sunday, though we're not seeing a lot of screen time, but that's m- partially probably because they're on a winning tribe. Um, but I, I think don't know how strategic it. Sunday is. She is social. Mm-hmm. She's not Tina. No. She's not far off, though, either. Lisa. She's a little bit Lisa. I could see that. I mean, not only is she Christian, but she's an older, yeah, blonde yeah, maternal figure and kind of in the shadows until she needs to be. She could emerge. Yeah. And so... Emerge. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> you're so predictable, honey. Um, I'm cute. Yes, you are, especially with that voice. Oh, I just want to protect you. Um, so, yeah. It's, so that's the thing is, she's not the most strategic thinker, but she is. she definitely has a social game. That's the thing is, there's a yeah. physical game, a strategic game, and a social game. She has a social game. And she hasn't floundered in her physical game. Right. Yeah, that's true. She's done pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, which is to say there have been no moments of Jeff saying, Sunday, struggling, <laughs> Yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. or whatever it is. Um, it's fun to mimic his cadence, <laughs> uh, especially when he's commenting on the, on the game, on the, the challenges. Um, dig woman, you know, stuff like oh that. Oh my gosh. What? He's a dick, man. Yeah, but you know what? He is. And he's unpredictable. He made Tails get on the mat before the girls could move on to taking the coconuts out. He did not make Dave get on the mat. Hmm. He said, go. And Dave still hopped down and went around the corner and then got on the mat. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I never noticed that kind of thing. You're more detail oriented than I am. I don't know. It's chaotic. Maybe he just didn't see, or maybe he's trying to favor right an underdog. Maybe he feels sorry for Dave. Maybe it doesn't really fit. Well, he did mention like when Dave was doing pretty surprisingly well at the swimming challenge, and he he said, "Dave, surprising, you know, uh, 
Which one? Because last episode he floundered. Right, but this one he floundered. <laughs> All right. I'm adorable. Yes, I agree. Um, one of us has to be um, to keep the keep the listener interested. Anyway, uh, but no. When was he good? It was uh, when they had to like cross a sort of floating balance beam and then jump up and get those bags. Oh, and in this remember, episode. Yeah. And okay. remember Ken fell off and Dave actually did fine. And then it turns out, and then the bags were super heavy. Dave was slow and steady. If Ken hadn't fallen off. Right. He would have been last. Right. But Dave didn't fall, which yeah. admi- admittedly I expected him to. Um, so Is good for him. in and of itself? Yeah. Okay. And uh, boy, he's really, he's a skinny guy in general, but he looks like skin and bones at this point. Yeah, and what? And how, how many days in are we? Oh my gosh. I don't even know, but uh, 18, 20? Yeah, halfway through. Um, I was, what was I? We're not even halfway through, are we? Uh, I guess if there's three left, it's not like we get down to zero. Right, right. Um, so uh, before we get to, um, you know, the, the tribal and, and all of that, mm-hmm. um, is there anything else to talk about beyond, I mean, I guess there's the, the immunity challenge, but is there anything else socially to discuss? Fig tails. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Oh, oh my. my. Um, so they're kind of, <laughs> I'm just laughing now. There's just so much comedic the material key- in this episode, which is rare. The editors have such great timing. The editors they, are fabulous. And they have such a good instinct of what to include. Yeah. They don't merely include Figgy telling Jessica, hey, there's this. They also include her talking with Adam. Should I say this? <laughs> As the, like, really, like, they're building it up. Yeah. They're, they're basically, we're seeing everything from her point of view. We, the viewer, it's super obvious to us as it would be obvious to literally everybody. But in her mind, it's all this, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? You don't even need to at this point. Um, and then she tells Jessica, Jessica just starts laughing. She tells Ken and Ken kind of goes along. He goes, he goes, really? I totally thought he didn't know. Yeah. He sold it very well. Yeah. And then of course he launches into, yeah, every morning when I see you cuddling and holding hands. Yeah. Just, holding hands doesn't keep you warm. Yeah. So it's uh, cuddling might happen from the cold. Sure, sure. But hand holding is hand holding. Yeah, and so it was just so funny that that they thought they were being so covert. And then and Ken's uh, commentary was kind of funny. He's like, "I've been around a while. Been I, around I the block, kid. Yeah, um, I've been around more blocks than you. Yeah, sounds a little creepy." But uh, I don't think you worded it that way, but it was great. No, but it was something like that. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice moment of, of comedy and a nice moment of. Uh, and then it came full circle at Tribal. It was great. Yeah. It was just was all it hilarity. It, it was just comic relief. You know, this game is yeah. so tense, so tense that Hannah had yeah. a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we have it. We didn't really talk about that. Um, no, we that didn't. was an odd moment. And I could tell that Hannah was feeling really upset with herself from a viewer standpoint that she's probably thinking like, Oh, people are probably laughing at me. People are probably angry at me. Um, because of, because I'm seen as weak, you know, but because I have anxiety, you know, which honestly it, 
it for I, I just had a little flash of we don't hear much about the role that mental illness and I don't mean you know schizophrenia but I mean like depression anxiety stuff like that we don't really hear much about that on the show even though I'm sure it plays a role I wonder how many people are cast with that have clinical depression or anxiety well you, you are allowed to bring your medications out there is a medication box mm-hmm. you can take your daily meds right for conditions like that um, but no matter I mean I have depression. I'm yes. on medication. No matter how much medication I was taking, I think that it would it would not mask or solve. Everything is exacerbated out there. Yeah, in a high in a high stress situation, you know, it keeps you from going completely off the deep end. But that's right. basically all it does. Right. Um, and so yeah, so f- the fact that she you know that that scene between her and Sunday I think was a very interesting one mm-hmm. where and one that I that I I hope viewers were watching and thinking like well you know I don't know what anxiety is and I don't you know so I, I just feel bad for her more than anything else I don't know I think depression is still or mental illnesses are still taboo still not completely believed in. Um, yeah, you know, we have close friends that don't understand it. Yeah. If I disappear for a week, if it takes over, if I say I have the flu, I can't talk to you, I can't hang out, people yeah. are like, no problem. Oh, I get it. If I say I have depression, it's just confusing to people. Well, and I think what's frustrating is that words like anxious and mm-hmm. words like depressed mm-hmm. are words that everybody uses. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I am depressed... Or I have depression, or I have, or I have anxiety. People are like, oh no, I know what that means. Right. Nobody, nobody says I'm feeling a little cancerous today. Like nobody says right, that. Right. Uh, they might say I'm feeling fluish, but we all know exactly what that means. It means you have a physical illness that is that is either that is coming on, and now I feel bad for you. But and then everyone has had in their lifetime. If you have never struggled right. with mental illnesses, you, there's just it's hard to conceive of. Yeah. And I think we, right, we use those terms very loosely. We use the term OCD really loosely. Yeah. Or I'm anxious. You might be. You're probably more stressed out. Also, those two specifically occur in so many people mm-hmm. and manifest themselves in so many different ways. Yeah. My depression is, it comes out in anger or apathy, mm-hmm. not sadness. Yeah. Mine is usually despair or anger. Um, and yeah, it's uh, so just again, it, they didn't focus on it very much. Um, right. Frankly, they could have cut the whole thing out, right? Like, no, it's I not think a, you have to address it some way socially back at camp. No, I mean, they could have cut out the fact that she even had medical look at her. Like, it made no, no way. Real that's drama. That's like, hey, me- Hannah's seen as a weak link. Let's get rid of her. I suppose so, except that nobody said that. If, the, if there had been like a, a strategic ripple as a result of that, um, that would be one thing. But there wasn't really, at least not in this episode. Exactly. So, it might, we don't know. Yeah. They're crafting uh, a whole story. We yeah. haven't seen the full picture yet. Yeah. It might play into things uh, in like two weeks or something. I do think it's really unfortunate that it happened to the girl who was sitting on the bench. You know, like she wasn't yeah. even participating in the challenge. Which participating probably would have kept her from having a panic attack. It would have given her something to do. Yeah, because that energy is directed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, 
it was it was a very unfortunate thing, but I think it was handled fairly well, and it does, and it brings up this conversation, which which I think is a good one. Absolutely. Um. So and uh, yeah, and the immunity challenge was a uh, was a good one and very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um. So we go with the purple the purple tribe right because it's orange green and purple i believe um they're the ones that lose right i don't know okay i think it's the purple tribe um in my mind they're purple so uh the one that uh you know has figgy and tails and adam um that challenge was difficult yeah, it was. And it was and it was new. I hadn't seen that one before. Like you're standing on this little peg, you're trying to do this. It's a combination table thing. of things we've seen before. Right. It was fascinating to me that Michaela won while screaming at Hannah. Yeah. But at the and same Hannah time, Hannah just like, took it. It's frustrating because in the moment, if I'm Hannah, it's like, well, I don't like this at all. But at the same time, we did win. Also, so, if we lost, you could let the um, other person impale. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is that the right word? Uh, continue the sentence. That she's just digging her own grave. Michaela is oh, by yes, screaming. Okay. We could we could blame the whole thing on her if we lose. Did you mean to say implode? No. She impales herself. That yeah. is the, that is a word. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not one I've often heard in this context, but that's okay. Um, yeah. No, that's the thing. Is if that somebody's is perfectly being perfectly okay. <laughs> It, I can't argue with you, uh, nor will I. Um, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Again, like Michaela is putting herself out there mm-hmm. as and being very vocal. And if you don't win, you as Hannah could say, well, clearly uh, Michaela was either like ri- riling me up or just she just wasn't she wasn't being a team player. She was, you could say that Michaela would obviously have been very vocal back at camp about how Hannah didn't do what she was being told to do. Sure. Who knows um, what would happen? doesn't matter if they won. Yeah. That was just not, it, it was a risky strategy. She's very competitive. Well, and strategy doesn't even seem like a good word for it. How you behave at challenges, everything is a strategy. I just mean to say, I don't think she's being very strategic. No, exactly. Her instinctive. competition. Yeah. Her competitive nature takes over. Yeah. Which is great. But eventually it it's gonna to be win a problem. Every time, but yeah. yeah. Um it's not gonna not gonna win her a lot of jury votes, let's put it that way. Um if people Yeah, see her. she's probably not well liked, is she? I don't think so. Overall. I'm sure she's well liked when she if she single handedly wins the challenge for everybody and they're yeah. like, Oh boy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have to assume that once we get down to individual immunity and if she loses, I could imagine. I can imagine her being a very vocal loser, and uh, that's not going to be very uh, good for people. Yeah, um, she could be a bit of a goat. It's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. from a social standpoint, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to say uh, just now. Um, anyway, purple team loses. Purple team loses, uh, and it does seem to me like the moment that Taylor says. Uh, you know, hey, Adam could be trying to double cross me, like, or you know, maybe he's smarter than we than we think. Unlikely, but maybe. Uh, uh, and then he does his dumb little laugh. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, mm, usually when somebody has a really confident, almost uh, definitely arrogant confessional right before tribal, it's usually setting up that things aren't going to go their way. I still think it really could have gone either way. 
Boy, it certainly seemed like it. In, in that editing, moment. they have to present two people at tribal. Yeah, and and they definitely they definitely did. But um, do you think? And I know that it's usually the case that people go into tribal with their minds made up. Mm-hmm. But do you think that Adam actually was kind of going back and forth during tribal, or do you think he'd made the, his decision? No. Okay. It didn't seem like he was going back and forth. It seemed like he was giving very methodical, strategic answers. Yeah, I th- I think so. I do. I. I looked at his face when Taylor essentially threatened him. Mm-hmm. I looked at his face and it was, it, he wasn't telegraphing much, but there was just kind of a look of uh, his eyebrows. It wasn't huge, but it was just a slight like, Oh, I don't like that. Um, and I, d- I doubt that that would change anybody's mind. But like, if it were me in that moment, I would have a hard time saying, okay, well, I don't like being threatened. So Figgy's going home and there's nothing you guys can do about it. Now that's not good strategy. But at this, but you know, there, there are certain buttons that, that everybody has. And the idea of being arrogantly threatened by somebody in a power couple, uh, would be a thing that bothers me. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, there was a nice moment when, uh, when Jeff says, you know, is, is saying to Adam, you know, Figgy could be looking at you the way she looks at Taylor and yeah. Adam's like, uh, let's be very clear. Yeah. She's not looking at me, um, that way. So that I was think my favorite moment was Ken, Ken's reaction to the marriage proposal. And I don't remember exactly what he said. He he's said a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Just the. Figgy put herself out there, said, hey, I'm game for Survivor first. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And Dale's shut her down. Yeah. And Ken's reaction was, this is where you are supposed to agree with her and affirm her feelings and make her feel safe and secure. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Ken is, Ken's a lot of fun. I feel like he, if he, Again, went, out, if he went out this episode, it's hard to know if he's made enough of an impression yeah. to bring him back. But I think if he if he lasts for like two more episodes, I think he's been a strong enough personality that I think he could come back, and I'd be very happy about it. Does anyone come back that doesn't make the jury? Oh sure. Who? Oh my, Kelly Wentworth. True. Jeff Varner. Okay. Um, number of people uh, in Second Chances, I believe. Um, yeah, okay. it's, it does. Ha- uh, uh, Rob Mariano. Who? Boston? Boston Rob. Sorry. I, the minute I said it, I was like, why did I say that? No. We all know the other one. Anyway. But yeah, Boston Rob went out like fourth or fifth his season. Um, but he had been on many subsequent seasons before, like, you mean in All-Stars, like the next season that he came back for? Yeah. Before? Okay, yeah. Yeah, his first season, he went out fourth. True. And so, yeah, it's... You, you you have to make... That's a bigger personality than Ken, though. Right. You have to make a, a big first impression. And it's worth noting that, you know, Jeff Farner didn't come back and right Francesca. away. Yeah, Fran- well. Oh. I know. There's nothing wrong with Francesca. That bugs There's me. really nothing wrong with her. She's I think such a sweetheart. She just had the, the misfortune of playing with stupid Philip twice. Twice, yes. Yeah. And both times he was the one that worked to get her out. And so did both times did he make it to the end? No, he didn't. No, not the second time. Yeah. The yeah. first time he did. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I, I've, I've really enjoyed Ken more than I thought I would. I think he's <laughs> to the degree that if there is a breakout on the, the Gen X tribe, 
I feel like it's probably him. What's a breakout? Like the person that really stands out from everybody else. There's a lot of people I like, but him I think or Dave. Him or him or Dave. And so of course it's appropriate that they would find each other and kind of and and kind of hook up that way. But Ken is more fascinating to me though, because he is in, you know, literally the body of a model. Right. And yet, you know, the nerddom of yeah. an outcast. Yeah. And it's just, and by his own admission, he's a little bit socially awkward and can't really figure out how to deal with people, which is very interesting to me. Where's he from? What's his accent? Uh, I don't remember where he's from. I'll have to look that up, but yeah, he does have an, it's not a thick accent. It's not Brett. Um, but he does. I haven't noticed Brett's really. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of screen time. That's true. Uh, Boston is where he is from, or at least new England. Um, but, uh, so finally Adam votes Figgy out, which is very exciting. I did want to very briefly discuss, because mm-hmm. this episode's already gone longer than we thought it was mm-hmm. going to, um, the pros and cons from Adam's point of view. Pros. Exactly. I was going to ask you what you think. Like, what do you think of this decision? I think it's a good decision. I think either decision would have been a good decision. Okay. Or could have been a good decision. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you could stick with the millennials. And I did have the thought like halfway through tribal council that Figtails makes a really good shield. Yeah, they do. You keep them together and Shield, goat, you know. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, like voting block to to move to push you forward, right? But you got to make sure you're in their good graces. But at the same time, yeah, the two of them together could be like Joe. You keep Joe around so that everyone's like, "Oh, we got to get, we got to break up this power couple." And you're like, "Yeah, absolutely, we do." And then you keep him around another another few days, and like, "Yeah, we got to break up this power couple." And you keep Just going. Just to be clear, young Joe, young Joe, yes, not Joe, old Joe, Joe Ingram, yeah. of last season. Yes, Joe from uh, Second Chances and. Um, Season 30, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah. It was yep. uh, wor- uh, Worlds Apart. Yep. He was no collar. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so that is the advantage. And the idea of just like, hey, millennial solidarity. Yep. And once we all get together, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook up with, G- uh, with uh, Zeke and Hannah. And I'm going to work. On, and then maybe I'll pull in a couple of, uh, couple of, gen- of desperate Gen Xers. That's, an op- that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, or even not will Michaela certainly you've got a five. Yeah. There's there. He had options that way. I think he has options this way too, though. These are the moves that would terrify me the most in survivor because you just, you can't see far enough ahead to know what's going to happen next. This is the kind of choice that Mm -hmm. if you win or lose terribly, you can say that's where my game either went very right or very wrong. Exactly. Um, and it's not often you get to make, you're put in that that position on Survivor, and he just was. And I'm interested to see how it'll how it'll turn out for him. Mm-hmm. But um, why do you think he ultimately chose to go with uh, with Ken? I think Ken's Jessica? point was spot on. Mm-hmm. Jessica told Ken to focus on, hey, loyalty to the end. The three of us can go all the way. Mm-hmm. I think Ken's argument was much better, which is you're at the bottom of that, right? You're blindsided by them. You're a nerd. Yeah. They're the cool kids. And then Adam actually brought up a good point. He said, you're asking me to put trust in people I've literally never met. Right. And that's when Ken says, 
And that's when, see, and this is where, this is where the Gen X and millennial thing can play a role. Like I was saying with Brett, in this moment, you had Ken, who's like, eight, I think, eight or nine years older than Adam, mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to look out for you. In this, you stick with me. And when we get in this new situation, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll speak up for you. The idea of like, well, Adam is going into a situation with Pete that makes him uncomfortable with people he doesn't know. And Ken is saying he's with me. And there's something about an older guy or, or woman either way, like, um, just saying like, you know, I'm going to treat you like my kid brother and you're going to hang out with me. And I feel like that can that have be- a definite effect. That could be a weird, loose, empty promise, though, because they're in the minority. Yeah, it could it, it could be, but I think Ken sold it pretty well. He did. Um, you know, most of the promises on Survivor are empty promises. It's all about how you sell them, and I think Ken sold it very well. He um, would have had to because it could have turned Adam away. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I so much about this season is is people being able to read other people and know what to do. I mean, that's what the nature of the game, but some seasons people aren't that great at it. Yeah. I think this is a rich season. This is a really great, I think there's a great season so far. Like as much as you and I might make fun of like tails and figgy, they're in they're they're, they're fun and they're goofy. They're fodder. Yeah. And it's just as opposed to like just ugly, mean people. Comedic relief. Yeah. yeah. Like man, blue collar, no collar. Yeah. Those guys were mean. Or like, you know, um, Brains, Bronze, and Beauty uh, the first time mm-hmm. where you had Jatia, who people like, oh, it's such drama. It's like, yeah, but it's a it's a really uncomfortable drama. It's a drama. I don't want to see people pour out the rice. Like, no. that's no fun. You know, um, even somebody like Philip, who bothers me tremendously, he's such a goofy character that I can understand the appeal. But people like Brandon Hans, like, come on, that is not the kind of drama I want. And then people like last year, like, I mean, that's not interesting until Jeff has to physically hold him back true. and they basically call a special tribal and, yeah. you know, evacuate him from the island and never invite him back to any survivor Anything outing ever. ever. Yeah. Um, but like Scott and Jason last, yeah, that wasn't last fun. Year, it's not fun. It's everyone just, bullying Mike. That wasn't fun either. Yeah. Whereas, and I don't see that from anybody. Like even yeah. Michaela, who's a little bit abrasive, even she is still entertaining. And I think there's still a, a sweetness to her and a, and a sense of solidarity. And a vulnerability. And a vulnerability um, that you just don't find from from some people that you just didn't see in, in Scott, you know, last year. Uh, let's not even bring them up. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, I think... It, at this point, if if anybody here won, I mean, obviously there are some that are a little bit more invisible. No, but not if anybody. Are you not kidding anybody, me? But it's just there are times when a jerk wins, or okay, do, or does well, sure. And it's like I don't like that. Or there are times when somebody who hasn't really done anything, like last season, for example, when they win over somebody much more deserving. And while there are people that are more deserving than others here, you know. I can make a case about, I can't make much Tails. of a case for, sure. I can make a case It'd be for a him. huge comeback. 
You, you can only feel comfortable making this argument, though, because Figgy got voted out. You know, now that sure. this power couple is broken up again, it's like a Paul vote. It's going to shift the social dynamics drastically. I mean, to say if the game stopped now, okay. literally right now, yeah, and that everybody voted and with somebody that's on the show at this very moment was voted the winner. Now, there are some I'd be happier about and some I'd be like, eh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but even ta- even Tails, who I don't really enjoy that much as a player, his argument could be from the moment I hit the beach, yes, I had a definite connection with Figgy, but I also realized that wasn't going to be enough. I made a connection with Jay. I made a connection with Michelle. And the four of us had a had uh, – Will, Sunday, or Brett? Uh, Sunday, you can make a social uh, argument. Brett, same deal. Will is a little – rough all of those would be disappointing winners they would all be disappointing today but that's the thing any number of them could as you say emerge yeah emerge ooh, uh and become really interesting winners yep there's i guess that's the thing is there's nobody right now who i can't imagine becoming a winner sure in the past there have been some where it's like no way yeah. There's nothing about this person that is a survivor winner. Whereas there's a lot of there's even even in the most invisible player this season there's potential. Sure. And that speaks very well of a season. Um maybe there maybe there are not a whole lot of big characters as there have been in, in other seasons, but it's a very consistently likable and competent cast. It's I think an even and interesting dynamic between them all. Yeah, I think so. I think this is a very well cast season, especially as far as dynamic. Um, so okay, think, we got to wrap it up because yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, uh, we've had to stop a lot because Jen was coughing up a lung. Um, but it didn't sound like that. It sounded like you were coughing up dust from the desert. Yes. It sounded very dry. Desert trip brought it all on. That's right. We went to desert trip. Desert trip is not a trip to the desert. It is old cella. It is the greatest lineup of musicians you will ever hear. It was epic. That said, it has made me sick for two weeks. Yes. And it's because it was in the desert and dust got blown all around. But it was still a fun experience. I thought I would be able to see the dust. (laughs) I didn't put my bandana over my face. And now. Yeah. Now this. But neither did I. And I'm fine. My my family has a history of bad lungs. Yeah. Bad asthma my whole life. But these. Oh, man. I'm talking to the back row of the auditorium here. (laughs) All right, anyway. But last week I joked about Lauren Bacall and Kathleen Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. This week's a little Scarlett Johansson. That's right. Now, how did how did uh, how, how did they Lauren, greet each other? Yeah, how did that go? Hello, Lauren Bacall. Hello, Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Hello, Lauren Bacall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would do. Um, okay. Well, Charlie the Podcat is trying to eat Jen's cough drops. <laughs> So uh, that is our that is how we know it's time to end. Um, so we will see. But you really guys. quick, next yeah. time on anything good? Oh, next time on it's the it's the potential um, uh, uh, Zeke and David right, which we already which commented on for, and then Taylor smiling as he says like I'm going to destroy him. And by the way, doesn't look angry. <laughs> doesn't actually look that upset. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, beyond those are the only things I could think of. Um, yeah, I guess not much. So yeah, but I'm you know once excited again I'm, to wait I'm and excited. see. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how this ups, how this season 
turns out. So, all right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, as for the rest of you, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff, head back to camp. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.